The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. Hey, this is Stefan from Vulture, and you're listening to Radioactive Metal. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Run Run 5050 episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 656, and I'm Stoy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. The hottest, the blackest, the most metal coffee out there. True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Go to their website, subscribe today, because not only will you not run out of coffee, you will get not one, but two great bands every month. Sometimes three. It's a surprise. It's a great thing. They've got the Dead Sarah. No. Am I saying that right, Snowy? Sarah Sarah Jezebel Diva. Sarah Jezebel Diva. Sorry, Dead Sarah's a band. I was listening to those guys recently. I'm getting (laughs) everybody confused. But yeah, the Sarah Jezebel Diva. Um, Coffee collaboration coming up. And as we pointed out last time, these guys don't like collaborate with, hey, who's the big hot artist that's going to get the name out there? Who's somebody crazy famous? They're like, who's an artist we dig? And then mm-hmm. let's do something. And that's, you know, the, the heart and soul of True Call Coffee. So go support them. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. So, Snowy, Snowy, am I, am I talking loud enough? Can you hear me? Is it okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. give me a Geritol. <laughs> oh, oh, so it's going to be that way this week. Well, hell it? yeah, because, you know, I'm going to catch up to you in December. Right on, right on, right on. And of course, the whole reason why Aaron's busting my chops right at the start is because this is going to be somewhat of a special episode. Because, um, believe it or not, and this actually surprises some people who've just met me or haven't known me for too long, when I tell them that 
This weekend, as we speak, I just turned the big 5-0. Kind of a milestone birthday. And to kind of help us celebrate it on this show, I decided, you know what? Uh, an episode, uh, you know, an, an occasion like this requires you to be near people that are near and dear to you, that mean a lot to you. And so I thought maybe for this special episode, we should get our good buddy Rich from Pure Rock Radio. We should get the boss on the show and have him come on and uh, celebrate with us. So um, everyone, for our longtime listeners, and even every once in a while, if you're kind of new to the show, the name Rich you know, the big boss at Pure Rock Radio will be familiar. So with love, without further ado, hello, Rich. How's it going? Howdy. You can hear me with your ear horn. You got one of those big, huge <laughs> ear horn things in to make sure you can hear us. I say it because you're joining the 5-0 club. I joined it in September and the Great Beards <laughs> Club, whatever they want to call it. Yeah. 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 Okay, so thank you, uh, thank you so much for joining us. And of course, if you are just kind of tuning in because you are a fan of tonight's creature feature, Pure Rock Radio is the uh, station that airs uh, that airs radioactive metal. And Rich, it's been what like shortly uh, after? It's been about fourteen years now. Yeah, you guys have been with us for a big chunk of our history. We turned twenty-five next year, wow. and you guys have been with us for a good, huge chunk of that. So, I mean, when you first started, you guys, your 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 whole thing was different. But then, so was Focus on Metal, another show that was on our station was yeah, completely totally different, different, changed as well. Mm -hmm. So, kind of related in a little way. But right. uh, yeah, glad you guys are still hanging with. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So happy to be here. I'm, I appreciate you guys inviting me. Should be a lot of fun. And why not celebrate Snowy being 50? I mean, that's a good thing. Oh, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's just it's 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 it has been kind of rough. Okay, with this because it's like yes, I'm you know I've had a a good birthday with Mrs. Snowy and and all that, but I had plans. You know, like I had plans starting back a couple of years ago where it's like okay this is kind of what i want to do and i talked to some of the local promoters here in winnipeg that you know this show and myself we're heavily connected to and i said you know what i got the big 5-0 coming up in a couple of years i would like to put something on either at the park theater or at bulldogs or something get some local bands come in and play and just kind of have like a snowy fest or or something for, yeah, but COVID kind of derailed that for sure, I imagine. And yeah, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, it, it was like it just got the this bright idea of mine just kind of got dimmer and dimmer and dimmer until it was just extinguished. But yeah. um, there will be next year, you know, and you know, you know, there will be a time in the future in which. Uh, it is going to be possible. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going to start making plans for that, getting excited for that, just speaking about it right now. So, horns crossed, horns crossed, and hopefully, 
we'll listen for that for sure. We'll be excited about that for sure. Because uh, <laughs> I know I was planning on doing the same thing next year for Pure Rock Radio's 25th, but mm-hmm. uh, I have to garner some of the local folks to help with that because i mean it's a lot of work to put on something like that but we'll see it's a year away depending on how this thing clears up we'll we'll see if we can make it happen all right on for sure for sure and i know there's a lot of really cool talent in your neck of the woods because we try to play as much of it as we can and we have over the years as well um to kind of get everything off and running, well, I guess well, I guess we're going to forego, you know, some of our segments. We're just kind of going to take uh, we're going to take a break this week, kind of just kick back, have a couple drinks, have a good time with this. Like I said, we do have a creature feature, but one of the things we do want to do for true Cavalt's coffee is our mandatory metal segment, and I chose. This week, Cauldron Burial, okay, because the the main person behind that band, Vanessa Vanessa Hex, who we've had her on the show in the past, and I'm sure we'll have her on again. Not only, you know, is she the main person behind this band, she's the editor behind the Necromantical Screams book that we hyped up just a little while ago when it first came out, and she's been in another awesome bands as well we'll definitely have her on again so we're going to have cauldron burial on because today as we speak is vanessa's birthday you know her birthday comes a day after mine and we've kind of acknowledged each other's you know for that for that special event the last couple years so i said we're going to do that for Vanessa this week. How about a track from Cauldron and Burial's Amante de Lortre Tombra? <laughs> Dude, I was that and I'm going, oh, I gotta I gotta hear him pronounce that. I know. I know. Come on, Vanessa Vanessa. What about a self-titled album here? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. This is just on purpose to screw the radio folks up for sure. That's right. <laughs> That's right. This is this is cauldron burial. Daltra Tomba. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Ooh, ooh. With Angel of the Bottomless Pit. <laughs> I'm a 
One of the things I do want to do on this special episode is I got a mitt full of really cool uh, tunes that I wouldn't mind dropping and just give us an opportunity as well. Just, I don't know, it's special occasions of just playing some of our buds, some, some people that are kind of important to us within the scene. So with that, before we get into anything else, I want to say hello and horns up to the good folks in Solanum. Really cool uh, thrash crossover band here from Winnipeg. Their new record, Ruled by Cruelty, is available now. Has dropped courtesy of Horror, Pain, Gore, Death Records. And of course, every time they've dropped something, we've had them on before. We'll definitely have them all on again now people might, you know, well, yeah, they're your buds, you know, they're from Winnipeg. You got to push them. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the type of band, though, and for anyone who knows me for any amount of time, knows that like this is a band that's definitely in my wheelhouse. So I imagine is Solanum would be a band somewhat familiar to you, Rich. Uh, not as much. I've only been getting into the super heavier stuff. Like I, I, I like the classic thrash and sort of death metal stuff a little bit more, but the black and the more, uh, atmospheric type stuff, it's sort of, uh, I've been slow to get into it, I guess. I don't know what style they would call themselves, but, um, I know who they are. I just haven't got into that kind of stuff yet personally, but, uh, goes over very well on pure rock radio for sure. Well, right on, right on. So I'm going to take, take a moment out and drop a cool track from Solanum from that aforementioned ruled by the cruel available. Now this is in contempt.
Holy geez, a while back now, literally decades. The very first, my first co-host here on Radioactive Metal. He originally hailed from Poland, and he introduced me to Polish grinders Schismopathic. Now, this when I had first heard this band's d- demo tape and all that, honestly, I really didn't think very much of it, and I just kind of lost any interest in this band because they, they just kind of disappeared as well, just throughout the sounds of music time and all of that. Well, recently, Schismopathic has been picked up by Self-Made God and a new album, The Human Legacy, is available now and that was schismopathic with time of history good stuff good stuff i love it when okay you kind of don't give music a second chance or you kind of leaves your head and all that and then you kind of rediscover it Mm. and you're like oh wow this is so cool you know i'm sure uh, i'm sure that's happened to both of you guys for sure yeah. yeah, it happens to me, especially with like I, like I said earlier, with the heavier stuff. The um, I was into quite a bit when I was younger. I sort of went to the lighter, sort of more hair medley type that kind of stuff for quite a while, and then I back to the heavy stuff again as I get older. But I'm rediscovering a lot of the bands that I forgot about back in the right. day. Just like, oh man, why wasn't I listening to this more? Like more and more. <laughs> so that's thanks. that's actually kind of the one thing. Like every everyone has an ego, okay. But the one thing about my ego, like the biggest thing, and Aaron has heard me say say this before, is when I discover and that I feel like I should have heard of them, but I haven't, you know, and that kind of gnaws at me where I'm like, ah, oh, how the fuck did I not know this band? Yeah, I'm sort of the same way. And I, I apologize to, <laughs> to Solonim too as well because I do know who the band is and I just had to be re-familiarized with them. Right, right. Yeah, that's my fault too. I kind of dropped it on you. But I kind of want your... This the, the, this this whole thing made me think, Rich. Okay. Um, are you familiar with the hard rock power pop band from the late 70s here in Canada called Hellfield? No, you got me there. No. That, oh, okay. Uh, uh, apparently, for two albums in '78, '79, and I know you're an old timer like like us as well. Yeah. There was this awesome Canadian band, you know, called Hellfield, that I think I should have known about, and I really had no clue until recently. I just happened to stumble upon them, yeah. and I've since recently bought their two albums, and I've been playing it good good old school Canadian hard rock. And I'm like, well, how the hell did I not hear about them? Aaron, I'm, I'm looking at their page and I'm looking at their one from 1978. And that cover looks very familiar. The one with the sort of flashing thing on the front there. Right. Uh, but I'd have to listen to it again. But looking at uh, that one cover really looks familiar, like record store familiar from back in the day kind of thing. So right possible but uh it sounds like something that'd be perfect for one of my classic shows so um yeah i'm definitely going to look into those guys too but yeah i I like what you what you're saying though you find these bands and you're like they had three four ten albums out and i don't even know who they are how they are (laughs) then you kind of feel like a knob because you figure you have some clue yeah but there's so many like just having a podcast or radio show alone 
the hundreds of thousands of bands and music that comes across your desk. There's so much. And then you mm -hmm. add that, add a full station to the mix as well. I mean, there's a lot of good music out there, especially these days. It's much easier to do music than it was back in the old days. Um, mm -hmm. New singles are coming out more rapidly because of YouTube. It's, oh, for sure. it's a crazy time for music these days. And a good uh, it's a good crazy time. Let's just say that. Right on. Well, we're going to have a crazy time here letting our listeners get to know German Thrash Thrashers Vulture mm. a little bit better. Their new record, Dealing Death, just recently dropped. And I had the good opportunity of sitting down with guitarist Stefan, Stefan Castavet. And I have to admit, this was one of those bands, okay, I'd seen... I've seen the records around and the odd track here and there and all that, but until this record, like I said, came across my desk, I hadn't given the band my fullest attention. Going to rectify that situation now, because like I said, had a really cool chat with Mr. Castavet to get us there. How about, well, let's go with the first single from said record, Malicious soul so from dealing death from the mighty vulture this is our chat with guitarist stefan castavet
first and foremost, um, I guess you're doing the press junket right now, talking about the new album, Dealing Death, debuting May 21st, courtesy of Metal Blade. I assume you're uh, pretty excited. Yeah, I'm absolutely excited. It's the first uh, exciting uh, thing to happen in a very, very long time in our lives. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. yeah. I imagine, um, what were some of the challenges as well? Like, um, all your previous albums, okay, weren't under these these circumstances. Did you experience any of the challenges that, that come with it while writing? When it comes to writing and recording, no, uh, because we basically um, finished everything off before, like the first measures were were installed here in Germany. Like the songwriting was already done, like in in late 2019, and the recording was done like uh, in April 22. So I th if we like had scheduled the the studio like two weeks later, I think we would have gotten into big trouble. <laughs> but um, the, we have everything worked out uh, pretty fine so so far uh, concerning the the recordings and the writing stuff. Uh, everything went to the the regular way for us. But of course, right now it's it's uh, way more different. So uh, uh, no shows, no no like natural way of getting in contact with people about the new record. And uh, uh, like we right now we're doing we're trying to do a lot of promo stuff online like we did some of uh, some like this regular promo video stuff for the metal bed youtube records like we're we saying stuff into the camera and playing some riffs but mm. it feels very very uh, wrong to do it that way this time uh, yeah but you gotta get a little creative with all this with with, with the with everything going on with bands not touring it kind of works out for me because the majority of my interviews over the years have been face to face in person with the band at 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 the venue and all that. Yeah, I see. But with no bands touring and all that, it's given me the opportunity to speak to great artists such as yourself that I wouldn't normally be able to because you're not crossing Canada at this time. And and all that. So it's it's kind of worked yeah. out for me and you know. Yeah, cool. Good to hear. Yeah, thank, thanks so much again for your time. If um, anyone might be hearing about Vulture for the first time, maybe give a brief description of like w what you what you do and where you're from and your musical vibe, shall we say? Um, yeah, so we uh, Vulture is uh, more or less a speed or a thrash metal band, if you want to say so. Like, um, if you I don't know. Uh, Put uh, Agent Steel, Exodus, Slayer, Early Metallica, and Dark Angel into a blender and like mix it with Judas Priest, Diamond Head, Merciful Fate. You sort of get what what we're what we're doing, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a lot of classic uh, Bay Area thrash in our sound, um, but we also like to get um, to approach the, the influential side uh, a little more creatively if you want to say so so we like try and um try and sort of relive what uh, bands like metallica um, made like like how how they were able to create the music they uh, were creating so uh, what uh, what came to metallica set to write kill em all what made slayer uh, turn everything so uh, so black and so evil that's what we're trying to like dig up and um, make it our own 
Mm-hmm. And so far, this is working out uh, uh, pretty fine for us. So we are doing a lot of fast stuff, a lot of usual thrashing stuff, but we also have uh, a lot of heavy metal uh, elements in our sound, like twin guitars and uh, more melodic stuff, uh, slower numbers. Uh, and we are uh, huge fans of horror and drama, so you'll find a lot of synthy stuff uh, as well. Right on, right on. Yes, it's definitely an excellent combination. I'm glad that you named, like like you dropped a bunch of those names, because that was going to be kind of a tie-in to my next question. Mm-hmm. This is full-length record number three for Vulture, correct? Yeah. Now, yeah. in the past, historically with this underground-type thrash, the third record has been pretty important. Slayer's Reign in Blood, Master of Puppets you know, among the living by anthrax. It's it's mm-hmm. almost like a make or break el- yeah, album. Was that ever in the back of your mind going into this record? We had this uh, thought a lot um, concerning the second record. <laughs> actually, ah. <laughs> like uh, last time, we felt a lot of pressure on our on our shoulders uh, to like uh, oh, we we need to perform. We uh, we got to top everything we did so far, and that resulted in uh, us really like doing everything a little bit too much on that record like may may it be the compositions or the sound or the different approaches uh, of of the vocals and this time we just said ah come on uh, let's let's keep it easy let's just uh, like write music we'd we'd like to listen to more like as fans rather than musicians and uh, that worked out pretty fine so so far for us i guess um of course this whole uh, oh it's the third album uh, if if this gone if this is gonna suck that's probably it <laughs> but uh, uh, but we we are f- much more confident this time than we've been before mm-hmm. like I said I've given the promotional video a spin and it's uh, it sound it sounded pretty good for sure for sure Thanks. with with the artwork okay yeah. the, the the album cover and going and seeing your past albums and all that. I kind of see a pattern with Tell with me. this. Yeah, kind of a you know, you have that metallic object that's going to hurt someone in a big way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a pattern <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Was like, that I intentional? Guess, Sorry? Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah, like that blade uh, continues to appear on on every uh, single artwork. Yesterday I talked to somebody and said, oh, I noticed the blades are getting bigger and bigger." <laughs> <laughs> so maybe like the next record if we do a fourth one, which I which I hope hope we'll do. Uh, it will just be like one huge blade. Uh, I don't know, but of course, yeah, torture instruments and uh, shiny knives. Uh, that's that's what we like. Yeah. <laughs> Was that? W- did that just happen organically? You just had a few ideas, and then you went, "Holy shit, we got to keep this up." Yeah. So somehow, somehow, definitely, like we 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 got the name for the first EP, "Victim to the Blade," and of course, we obviously needed like a blade, and then uh, this whole glove blade combination turned out like. People, people liked it and we loved it so we kept on printing it on different in different ways on merch and then we said hey let's let's add it to like every album cover like i don't know the, uh, the like an eddie of iron maiden <laughs> i like was gonna in, say in, that yeah yeah in, like in a, in a smaller version so we maybe got like gloves as a mascot i don't know but yeah <laughs> but uh, uh, who knows uh, maybe we'll stick with that maybe we won't but uh, it would be like it would be pretty cool if we stuck with it I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm voting my uh, I'm casting my vote for that right now <laughs> I, I like I love it I love it um, 
I did check out the first promo video for Malicious Souls. Yeah. Uh, was there an idea like who who came up with with who had the vision for the, for that? For the song or for the video? The 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 video. Just the the, the whole idea. The, the 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 first idea we had concerning the videos this time was uh, we should watch our money more than we did before. <laughs> like for uh, for the last record, we shot a video and uh, uh, we were we just like paid the last fee for it like last week. <laughs> uh, so this time we w- wanted to watch our budget more. So we say let's do simple performance stuff and like fill this up with a lot of atmosphere and uh, maybe some cutscenes from movies that are like public domain. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what we did. We shot this uh, whole thing in Frankfurt in a backline rental uh, company where our drummer is working at partially. Uh, so that was uh, like like our first go-to spot. And then we said, let's just fill everything up with martial amps and put spider webs over everything and create it creates some kind of um, I don't know if, if you can say so, but I, I guess so, like like a gothic feeling to it mm, definitely. and um, uh, and then we um, yeah we started watching public domain movies and <laughs> so it's only stopped when we found one that that fitted that fit that whole concept and we stuck with the uh, nightmare castle uh, the, that old black and white movie which uh, doesn't make any sense to the to the whole malicious souls concept but uh, looks nice <laughs> definitely definitely okay that was going to be yeah. my next question what film like it, yeah, yeah it looked like feature films and all that yeah it's, a, yeah, it's, 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 it's nightmare castle we found it like there is a public domain horror website where you can basically like check the years uh, check uh, and then like uh, you get you go to the youtube link directly to to watch the whole thing and then we uh, finished the video and then uh, metal blade did a test upload and uh, and said oh uh, somebody's claiming some rights for that movie scene like in scandinavia and then we had to sort that out, but it worked out pretty fine. So it didn't didn't get any strikes so far on YouTube. I hope it stays like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. A public domain horror website. I'm going to find that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's filled with <laughs> filled with amazing movies. Okay. Right on. Right on. I'm going to search that out. So that because I'm a big horror film fanatic myself. Yeah, cool. That makes me wonder, and yeah, you actually already hinted at it, but you're a big horror film fanatic too, eh? Yeah, definitely. Right more on. like the more like the, the the older dramatic, almost theatrical love story ones, mm-hmm. rather than the the gory slashers. Right, right. What would some of your favorites be? Um, like if if I got to stick with a classic, that would be like Rosemary's Baby, and um, The Wicker Man, uh, maybe some uh, some of the first Carpenter stuff. But uh, my my favorite, most favorite uh, one um, in that niche is um, The Pit and the Pendulum from '61 with uh, Vincent Price. Right. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. where we got the that's where we got the cover uh, idea from as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at that. Just okay. I haven't I haven't completely had a full cup of coffee yet this morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I guess I'm a little slow. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. That's okay. Have you seen anything, um, like, Germany has been known for some rather brutal movies, like, like the Necromantics and stuff like that, is it? No, I don't know that one. The Necromantics? Yeah, like the ne- ne- the movie ne- ne- Necromantic 1 and 2? 
No, I don't know it. Is it, is it like an like it's like an old one? Well, nineties. Oh, maybe I got to check it out. Uh, I, don't, I, don't I, know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much I would recommend it. Okay, it just, it I just see. made me think think of that. <laughs> All that I see. Stuff. Do you have any? Your plan of attack at all with this record, apart from doing, you know, um, like stuff like this? Like, do you have anything, anything on, on, on the horizon with the band? No. Like, of, of course, there are plans, but um, uh, we, got, we had festivals booked a lot, then we rebooked them, and then we're going to hopefully rebook them again for next year. Um, which we were really ex- excited for, like Wacken and Summer Breeze and Keep It True. And uh, so that's like kind of on the horizon somewhere in the future. But um, uh, we had this so many times that stuff got rescheduled and we had to rethink that we had just said, stop it. And uh, let's, let's talk about concerts again when everybody's healthy and safe. Right. And right, uh, right now we're just um, excited to finally release the stuff that's like for us, like over a year old again and um, I hope at least we think that people are hungry for music right now because nothing's up in their lives as well <laughs> and uh, maybe they 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 like having a new Vulture record uh, at home um, that's basically it we shot like three three music videos we shot like some promotional uh, videos which I just like talked about earlier and that's that's basically it I think so far I think like every other band uh, has has the same issues.
Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. There are only three good things you need in life. Sex, beer, and pure rock radio.
Historically, the very first release on Metal Blade Records was, of course, Metal Massacre Volume 1. Just a legendary release. The first outright band signed on to Metal Blade was Bitch. Betsy Bitch. (laughs) Oh, Betsy Bitch, yeah. (laughs) I knew that would get your guys' attention there. Debut full-length record, Be My Slave. Wow. You know, yeah, great stuff, great stuff. That was the title track, Courtesy of Bitch. And that's one of those bands, I, I don't know why I haven't spoken to Betsy yet. Like, uh, I've just been, I've been a fan since I was like 15, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> She's definitely on the bucket list. And before that... Once again, courtesy of the good folks at Metal Blade, the latest EP from Kirith Ungal, Half Past Human, recently dropped, and that was Root 666. And of course, our listeners will remember we had Kirith Ungal on last year. And with this new EP, maybe we should get him on the horn once again, get all the 411 down about that record in the meantime though there is some uh stuff here going on in the metal world that i do want to run by you guys and get your thoughts and ideas and reactions from it that me that being well first of all aaron did we speak of the loss of tawny katane on this show so i can't remember because I, I, I know what had happened because I was telling all my friends that I was going to be down at the Jaguar dealership rolling around on the hood in her memory. Um, okay. Yeah, well, only a few people understand that reference, you know, and I was going to blast White Snake the whole time I did it. Um, right. And it, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, man, did we talk about it? Yeah, because I, I, that, that's, that's one of those actress deaths because she was pretty young, right? She, she was below 60, so it was like, yeah. Aww, you know, and I mean, I honestly, I loved her in Bachelor Party. Fifty nine, I believe. Yeah, was, yeah, was she's like right mm. there, right? But did 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 either of you see Bachelor Party with her and Tom Hanks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I first cover of rats. This person was, yeah, yeah. of rats EP in the first album there. Oh, right. well, oh wait a second, she cover. was on the rat cover. I didn't know that. Yeah, out of yeah. the cell, and her legs are on the EP. Okay, hang on, I gotta look that up. Rat. <laughs> <laughs> out of the cellar. Okay. So that was the rat out of the cellar. She, she followed Pure Rock Radio and liked a bunch of our stuff as well. So she's uh, she knows who we are. Maybe she listened to your show quite a bit. Who knows? Oh, right on. I Aww, like the things. Man, so. that's even better. But yeah. like, so was that was the out of the cellar cover? Was that pre boob job? I would think so. Yeah, I would think okay. so. Yeah. She's very young there because she was dating Robin Crosby in the band back then. Oh yeah, this is definitely pre. That's job. why she's on the cover. Yeah, right. and, and that's part of the part of the reason she's had all those issues and maybe caused her death because of the painkillers and all that is all the boot jobs she's had to get. Not just she got, but got removed as well. She was on one of those uh, um, those shows where they screw up uh, surgeries. Whatever. Oh, the botched. Mm. Yeah, she was oh, on that. Getting getting talking about her breast implants and stuff. I, so she was actually knew about that man. Crazy, crazy. That sucks. Yeah, so, I don't know why. I mean, she was a beautiful woman. She didn't really need the breast implants, well, to be honest. That's just it. I mean, like, she was definitely, like, you know, probably, what, an A or B cup at best, if you look at yeah. Bachelor Party. 
and then by you know the white snake video definitely gone up um but i mean yeah like like she was just so pretty you know like i so and also did you guys watch her in hercules the legendary journeys that series uh, no, I missed that. No, I yeah, oh. I've seen every episode, but I don't remember that. She play, She was Hercules' wife. Nice. Yeah. Oh right. Dane Aaron. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Ah. Oh, oh. My image from her, what I will always remember her of most, being a horror film fanatic as well, was her role in Witchboard. Oh yes, I loved Witchboard. Oh, I'm a huge horror fan. Right. Well. He's on the new WKRP in Cincinnati. They had like two seasons, one season. <laughs> That's or right. That was going to be my second. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was going to be my second. There's a whole bunch of stuff she was in back in the day. Mm-hmm. CS, looks, there's a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah, she yeah, she had a hard time. A lot, a lot of folks didn't know that. And, uh, That's such a bummer, man. Yeah, it's sad when, when people like that, that lots of folks love a lot. Yeah just from the things they've been in and we don't know them. We just know them from the things we've seen and heard of them and, and we lose them. It's pretty sad. See, and and this is where like, so things like this and without trying to get too political on anybody, but like things like this are why Roe v. Wade needs to say the way that it is. Right. And, you know, and, and for anyone who's wondering, I'm Catholic and I'm supposed to be against abortion and all that sort of shit. And I am, but we're talking about making something illegal. And like, like you know, th- those early breast pl- implants, they were just shooting from the hip. You yeah. know, I don't know if you guys ever saw that TV show. Or no, no, I think it was an HBO special or something. They did called Breast Men, where it took you through the, the beginning of, of the whole, you know, breast implant craze. And um, it's like, oh, holy shit. These guys were doing a lot of stuff that was not necessarily above board. No. You know, and there there are a lot of people doing a lot of shady things, and it's like a shame that you know somebody like her who's who's got this career, she's an actress, you know, she's doing pretty good, gets caught up in something like that. I don't mean anybody; it's it's sad for anybody, but like that's that's why we need things to be legal, things to be regulated, because just because you make it illegal doesn't mean somebody's not going to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. You know? I'm Catholic as well, and I think Roe versus Wade should stay, but I think they should make the the deadline or whatever a little bit younger, like because I mean, they're in my opinion they're a little bit more developed than they they yeah. should be when they're allowing these these things to go on. So yeah. just make it a little bit younger, and I'm still okay with it. I mean, obviously I'm a man, so I've got nothing to say, but <laughs> I'm well, just uh, and th- and that's exactly know. it, right? Like it's not our choice, you know, like. No. You know, we have to be there to support and just, but yeah. Yeah. Right on, right on. Well, the whole, for this show, (laughs) (laughs) the whole, the whole reason, because our, everyone listening right now is saying, why are you finally talking about Tawny Katane now? This was a couple weeks ago. You guys are out of touch and all that. No, the whole reason why I kind of brought it up is because. You got a Jaguar for your birthday. That's it. You're rolling around the hood. (laughs) Now. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Special sure. Snowboard's Angels edition. <laughs> uh, there's, there's an expression I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. That's that's going back. No, the song Here I Go Again, speaking about rolling around on Jaguars, on cars, and Tawny Katane and all that. The song re-entered at number one on the Hot Hard Rock oh, no. 
um, singles chart on uh, Billboard. Yeah, I saw that right after her death. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, wrong pipe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. God, I hate that when beer goes down the wrong pipe. I feel no, you. happens all the time. Hey, it's not a show of radioactive metal unless something like that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, why is it, it? As soon as somebody famous dies, whatever they're tied to, people just seem to delve into. Mm-hmm. Like, we died. I mean, his his records went straight to number one. Right, right. And while I can understand that, another part of me goes, "That's kind of sick," you know. <laughs> people are morbid. People are morbid. That's why mean, we had public executions. They'd be packed. I mean, well, oh, so yeah. that I, I fully okay, believe. But I know for we'll me, like, on down here. You, you know what's going to happen. You just know it would. Like, I, mm-hmm. I put on here, I go again because I like, you know, it was kind of like a memory thing. Like, oh, yeah, you know, like this is. And every time I hear the song, like, I think Atomic Contain and White Snake and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. I think if it wasn't for her, she sold that video big time. Big oh, yeah. Time. Oh yeah, the music was good, obviously, but her vi- her in that video made it play so many more times than it would have. Well, mm. that and then Beavis and Butthead a few years later talking about it. Yeah, yeah, they were supposed to come back, were they not? Beavis and Butthead. I, I heard something about them. Uh, well, no, I think they did for like no. a hot minute and disappeared again. How good. could in this day and age? I don't know how Beavis and Butthead would survive in this Me Too sort of era. That's true too, and uh, they they didn't survive for me personally because I just didn't like them. Honestly, I I I didn't get it. It left a bad taste in my mouth. It made metal fans just look like complete morons, and it just uh, hair metal guys look like morons with the winger making fun of winger. <laughs> oh, that was so great! You know, and and there's nothing funnier than hearing like winger talk about that. Like, yeah, Beavis and Butthead killed us essentially. Uh, oh. uh, Nirvana killed them, but you know, I, 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 sorry, I wouldn't even blame it on Nirvana. I just, I, I blame the death of hair on, um, and this is, I guess, this is relevant talking about White Snake. I blame the death of hair on uh, the fact that Middle America, okay, this, I'm not talking people in New York or, or LA that were going to be fans of hair regardless, okay, especially LA. But they, hair was at its all-time high in the 80s when, like, non-fans were gravitating towards the power ballads, the poisons, oh, every yeah. rose has its thorn and all that, because that was a huge market, and it was being sold to teenagers from that age. Teenagers enter 20s, their 20s, thus the 90s, at that same time, they start, they enter their 20s, it's jobs, children, responsibility, and that happens in right. all all walks of life, you know? Yeah. And so all of a sudden, listening to hair metal and all that is no longer important. No. And having fun is no longer important. Yeah, having fun is no longer important. Everything that goes with it is no longer important. And those fans' siblings didn't pick up their faster, their older sisters faster pussycat records they went out and discovered grunge hard alternative stuff stuff like that yeah so if if the fans of hair didn't give up it never would have died 
and now here we are. It's 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 a hair metal show comes through in, at the casino or it's nostalgia night on, you know, and it's like it's 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 just, it's just it. It's it's nostalgia for one night. You know that old ass bastard, even older than us, can sort feel of. young. It's kind of it's kind of making its comeback again with these uh, Scandinavian bands that are sounding exactly like they came out of 1989 um, these days and doing very well for themselves. So um, it's sort of cyclical. But then again, all the young guys, the let's say 17 to 25 year olds, death metal has made a huge uh, comeback. People want heavier, so. It goes up and down, up and down. Folks are happy for a little while, then they want something depressing, then they want something, you know, <laughs> happy again. It just goes up and down, up and down. And now there's just so much variety. I mean, there's it's not the same as it used to be. It's mm-hmm. just it's too much variety. And it's and it's at our fingertips more than ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's going to be Interesting, and yeah, I, I can't believe, Aaron, how we totally missed, you know, the loss of Tony Katane on this show. I, oh, like yeah. I said, I don't, I don't recall. We, we would have done the dedication, and we would have had this chat already. Um, another thing that really caught my attention lately is um, kind of like this video... And this um, young young teenage punk band has kind of gone viral on the interweb so much it's got the attention of uh, more mainstream artists like Rage Against Machines, Tom Morello, and I believe you mentioned Flea from uh, the Chili Peppers as well has been pushing this band on Twitter. It's really cool, all female. I I don't like that expression, but I guess I kind of have to this time, but. This really cool young band out of L.A. Their ages range from 10 to 16. Hmm. Called the Linda Lindas. Okay, and I think that's a great name. They um, just recently got picked up by Epitaph Records. Young, young, young punk band. Nice. Who are really making waves. Um, Just earlier today, I saw the video for the first time of this very very young young girls playing a 40 minute set of uh, like six original songs and two cover songs yeah. from the muffs and bikini kills uh rebel girl rebel girl which, and Moss, yeah yeah which we've played on this show they videoed this um this live show at the los angeles public library and what really got the attention you know, of everyone, particularly the media, was their song Racist Sexist Boys. Okay, obviously, with a band like Bikini Kill as a big influence, you can kind of tell where these young ladies are coming from. And I think that's really cool. The, 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 the title of this song and the song itself was inspired by just before, because these girls are in school, middle school, high school, Right before the lockdown, um, a boy came up to one of the girls and said, my dad told me to stay away from Chinese people. And that's what the majority of this band are. Their background, they're Chinese-American and all that. And of course, that all stems 
oh. from fear of COVID and yeah. all that. You know, as obviously it's 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 all of them. Yeah. Doesn't that just feel like the 1950s though? Oh, definitely. Like, <laughs> I thought by now we would be like this all loving uh, society where there'd be no hate and no racism and, and everyone would be smarter and we're just going backwards, not forwards. Here we are. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and like I, I, I read the article and I mean, I, I read it on Instagram when Flea posted it. And then like I, I read it again here, you know, to familiarize myself, but just I, I think about that and I just cannot wrap my head around I mean, especially being a kid, I mean, you know, typically when your parents tell you not to do something, that's exactly what you want to do. What you're going to do. That's the way it was with me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and yeah. why would you say that to the, to the girl unless you truly didn't realize that she was of Chinese descent, you know? Or on purpose. Yeah. Or, or are you trying to be a jerk, you know? Yeah. Right. But then to back up, like, like, or like, were you purposely trying to make somebody feel bad. And that seems to be a thing today too. Like, 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 like cancel culture is kind of all about that. Like you make somebody else feel bad. So you feel powerful kind of thing. And, right. and it, and it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's almost, almost like in like micro racism or something, but like, you know, it, it's funny. It always blows my mind because, um, you know, we, we had, my school was like primarily white, right? But we had the the occasional ethnicity, and really nobody gave many crap. And it, it always fascinates me when I hear stories about that, and not in a good way. It's always like, what's wrong with people? Like, a buddy of mine grew up in apparently a more redneck area than I did, and he was telling me there's this um, Asian girl that couldn't get a date to the prom. Nobody would date her. Oh wow! And. And, and he's like, she's like, she, she's beautiful. You know, like, I don't understand. And that's what we both said. We're like, how racist do you have to be not to want to take a pretty girl on a date? <laughs> right? Like, like uh-huh. what's going on here? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I'm just going to say there's one guy to blame for that, and I'm not going to say his name, but we all know who it is. <laughs> we all know who it is, yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, I remember in high school, like, my Slayer shirts and DRI shirts and all that, those were not chick magnets for sure, really. It wasn't until Mrs. Snowy gave me a second look, okay, that girls actually paid attention to me in high school. So I did pretty it, well in my Slayer shirts and things like that, but I guess it depends on the the dude wearing them. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was nice. Sorry, that was that's a birthday, the birthday slap for you. There, there we go. There we go. Sounds good. <laughs> I spent most of my high school years taking off my clothing, and I think that helped. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to see a hairy back. I, I'm I'm pretty much hairless. Like we yeah. we literally had this conversation yesterday. I was visiting with um, a buddy of mine. His brother was there. And we were, we started ha- having just conversations about hair. I just lift my shirt. I'm like, dude, there's no hair in this body. And he's looking at me and we're only a few years apart. And he's just looking at me. He's like, I have to shave my fucking back. He's like, I'm like a gorilla. He's like, you're, you're like, you know, like completely hairless. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a good thing. That's what, uh, well, now, a whole lot of folks like hair. They seem to want to get rid of it unless it's yeah. on your hair, on your head. Of course. Yeah. But think about this. We were all teens in the 80s. Who were the heartthrobs? Paul Stanley, Tom Selleck, every fucking hairy man on the planet. I didn't look like any of those guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. true. Oh, and hair in the 80s? 
like on girls, some of that, some of those hairstyles were just brutal. Wow. Yeah. yeah They're big, yeah. big for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Lots of hairspray. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we digress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Earlier today, yeah. after viewing, you know, a, a clip of the Linda Linda's show at the Los Angeles Public Library, I showed it to Mrs. Snowy. We went on to YouTube and I said, dear, here, check this out. I think you're I think it's you're going to think it's really cool. They played the song, the, the racist, sexist boy song. And then immediately after that, there was a clip, a movie clip. From the band Mo- or from the movie Moxie, Aaron, you'll remember. Oh yeah, you were talking uh, about this. We yeah. were talking about that, and we played "Bikini Kills," "Rebel Girl," and all that. This had totally left my head, but it was a clip of you know how in movies, you know these days you have, you'll see a live band performing an old song, a cover song. You've seen it numerous times in films. It turns out that live band being played in the school was the Linda Lindas. Oh, that's and awesome. I, yeah, and I that totally left my head. I didn't know who this band was when we watched the movie. I didn't give it a second thought. You know, great band, cool cover, Bikini Kill, whatever, left my head. And it's like, holy shit. <laughs> look, at how, look at how the music world is bringing things Full circle once again. And they look super, super young to these girls. Yeah, yeah. From 10 to 16 years old. Yeah. They look younger than their age. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's just like what a great thing this is because, you know, here we are. Hopefully this might spark more young ladies, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to be musicians with something to say. As opposed to being like this generation's Britney Spears or no more WAP, more yeah, we don't oh, need yeah. any more <laughs> that shit. Yes, yes, we need we need more uh, more Linda Lindas and less less of that crap. I yeah. think so. And then I think the terms all female or female fronted will disappear finally. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I I hope so because it was to the point where, and yeah, you know, I'm sure radioactive metal was just as guilty as as any as anyone else. But it got well, to the yeah, point we, where I think female fronted, as, yeah, we looked was at a as subgenre. And we looked at it as a positive you know, thing. Or you go yeah. on to uh, YouTube or something, and there's a video, and oh, if you like this band, well then you might like this band as well, you know, like in the suggestion. And the only thing really that they have in common was the female vocalist. Yeah. We shouldn't have to do that anymore. And uh, the more females that get into the genres and the more of them that are around, the better it is for all of us. For all of us, for sure, for sure. So we're going to do our part for that right now. And um, I grabbed a, uh, I grabbed a quick clip of the Linda Linda's performance at the Los Angeles Public Library. This is the aforementioned racist, sexist boys. A little while before we went into lockdown, a boy in my class came up to me and said that his dad told him to stay away from Chinese people. After I told him that I was Chinese, he backed away from me. Eloise and I wrote the song based on that experience. So this is about him and all the other racist, sexist boys in this world. One, two, three, four! Racist, sexist, boy, you are a racist, 
I gave myself a little bit of a birthday present here. That was Winnipeg Punk Rockers. And yes, personal friends of mine, good friends of the show. That is Winnipeg's own Shit Happens. Mm, nice. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And once again, Shit Happens is the type of punk band or type of band in general. Like, I remember seeing them play just at a, lo a local venue and yeah i knew like okay these are my friends on stage but for there was there was about a good five ten seconds where that just left my head and i just saw them as just an awesome band like they were just kind of on tour you know a touring band coming through town for the first time and when you get blown away by that which is an absolutely amazing experience i felt that for a good five to ten seconds there and then i kind of snapped back into reality and it's like oh yeah that's that's kk that's ducky that's jess that's all of my good butt buds and all that so i decided for that i'm going to give myself a birthday present and play shit happens with Storming Area 51, as you recall, a little while back, maybe about a year or two ago, there was all that internet chat about storming Area 51 to get to the truth 50 or 60 or 70 years later. Yeah. All that. Well, that was how shit happens. Their major strength is taking these bizarre ideas that they saw on the internet or in the news and then kind of gave them their own little... Cool. their 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 own spin aaron you'll recall we played their song raiding the liquor store oh i love that mm. one yeah 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 <laughs> which i don't know if the news the winnipeg news got to you rich in saskatoon but we had this problem in winnipeg for a while now where liquor stores were being robbed not by money or anything or the just, liquor yeah just teenagers just walking in grabbing as much as they could carry and walking out knowing nothing was going to happen to them and all that and it was this... oh, because they were under the under the age of being penalized or whatever yeah yeah and they no one the security guards weren't weren't going to stop them and probably couldn't you know when you have when you have when your security guard is like one small woman and I'm not. I'm not saying that like that. That that's a bad thing. She might have fifty. What's that? She might be tiny, but she might have fifty block belts. You just don't know. She could very well, but you know, security guards are basically at the end of the day there to be seen. Yeah. You know, like they're not chasing after. Uh, not for the with the minimum wage or whatever they get paid to do that. Right. Job. Gonna <laughs> hurt themselves right. for sure. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think I heard something about that, but. Uh, all we're hearing these days is uh, Manitoba is the hotbed of COVID cases or whatever. Oh, Before it was Alberta on the other side of us. Now it's you guys on the other side. Uh -huh. Jeez, Snowy. Trying to catch I up with the to... U.S. I, it, yeah. I, it, it seems like Manitoba is doing that because we have the, the highest cases per capita in per North cap America now. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's sick. It's sick. And we, we were doing the best for so long. And it's just yeah, you uh, with us with hardly like a couple hundred a day maximum. I mean, mm -hmm. that's that's a lot for a province that's only got a million people in it or whatever. But right. it's still, you know, lower than Ontario and Quebec with thousands. Right. And How, like, how's I the vaccine just, rollout going in Manitoba? Well, we're still waiting to hear about our second shot. 
Oh, wow. Which we should sometime this week. And if not, we're going to make some phone calls. Well, yeah, you have to get that within a certain time frame, right? Yeah. Six Uh, weeks or something like that, I think. Oh, okay. It's a a while. And they're saying that some older folks in their 80s, 70s, and 80s that are waiting longer than the recommended amount are getting better coverage over COVID sort of thing. I don't know how that works, but uh, they're saying that you don't have to get it as quick in between. Oh, that's good. Go a little bit longer and all that. So, but get the second shot here in Saskatchewan. It's going pretty good actually, because uh, like I said, twelve and I think it's twelve and above now can take can get the shot. And it's just the lineups. There's huge lineups in in the city. So, I went. Um, I'm slightly just outside of Saskatoon, so it's closer for me to go to a town called Waka, which is by okay. Lake. And uh, they have a medical center there, and it's there's no no waiting or anything, so it's much easier. Did you, so you you got your vaccine? Yeah, I got one. I'm okay. I, I'm waiting. Like I only got it three weeks ago, I think. So gotcha. I still got to wait, or I can get the second one. So wow, have, have you guys heard of the magnet challenge yet? Yeah, I saw that's just stupid. <laughs> the magnet challenge, yeah. no. Like, up to the where they got their shot and it's supposed to stick but you can tell like they're holding their arm it just don't well just everything like it's a tiny little magnet i'm like that's so easy to make stick and, you know yeah. like we're watching this video i'm like that's just such bullshit and then so um, folks makes your dna change and all that other bullshit oh it's yeah just, oh. Well, my my personal favorite has been when they post the schematics quote-unquote for the chip quote-unquote this being <laughs> you know um injected yeah. through this vaccine because you know, for us here, that chip is the schematic, or the schematic they're using is for a fucking Boss um, H or MT2 metal zone pedal. It's for a distortion box, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, that's great. Like that's just hysterical <laughs> to me. You know, it's just one more one more way that like you know the normies are just not getting stuff. But like a buddy of mine got both his vaccines, and I was telling about the the. Um, uh, that magnet challenge thing. So we're at his mom's house yesterday and I grabbed a magnet off the fridge. I'm like, come on, wh- wh- which arm? <laughs> like, let's try it. <laughs> it did not stick. I was disappointed. I was hoping. Uh, I know. I'm going really cool. to see if that works. Yeah, you should. See if that works. For sure, for sure. And before shit happens, that was, okay, one of the all, one of the all-time great in the punk and hardcore worlds and it's been a uh, favorite of mine since i was a teenager that was the immortal minor threat from their out of step ep with betray like oh just the stuff that minor threat had to say mm, legends and, yeah and the lyrical content and all that it just spoke to 80s youth Mm-hmm. You know, and, and while I'm then they're one of the original straight edge bands. And the last thing I could have been accused of, you know, as in my teens was being straight edge, <laughs> you know, th- their their stuff, really, everything else, you know, really spoke to me as, as well as DRI's dealing with it. Right. I, I don't know what it was about 80s, 80s hardcore that just touched uh, that touched the youth. It was just uh, it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, thank you so much, you guys. Um, I think it's just about time to bring this crazy train into the station. Um, oh. wait, but before we do that, was there anything else maybe you guys might want to throw out there? And share? Um, 
uh, check out a local band called Die Hearted. They're very cool. I uh, got a new single called The Justice Machine out now. One of my favorite local Saskatoon bands. I'm just going to throw some stuff in there. Die Hearted. Okay, you know what? I'm writing that down right now because while we're not having a uh, a uh, spotlight today, mm-hmm. I'm going to... They actually, it hard- it's Die, like all one word, Die, and then Hearted. All one word. Hearted as in Bret Hart or like the band Hart or Hard? D-I-E-H-E-A-R-T-E-D. Oh, okay. okay. They won the uh, Vauk and Metal Battle for Saskatchewan back the last time we had it in Canada. Rock on. But lost. Speaking about not knowing things, dude, Aaron, we should have known that. Yeah, we, we should have. That, that, that should have ruined us. We dropped the ball. But we suck. There. <laughs> uh, you know Breach of Trust, right? Of course, yeah. Oh, there's a name from the past. Andrew, Andrew from Breach of Trust is playing drums in the band now. No way. Okay, I'm getting this band on the horn. Yeah. I remember Breach of Trust really well. Yeah, great band, great band. For sure, for sure. Okay, um, Aaron, how can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, facebook.com slash radmetal. Um, you can find us on the Instagram at radmetal666. Um, the same handle works for Twitter, but man, we really don't tweet and you should really check out the Instagram because that's where we post pictures of all the stuff we talk about. Um, it's a lot of fun and you know, you'll know that Snowy's getting new music when you see the stay puffed marshmallow man, you know, (laughs) he he always holds (laughs) up the records. So we got that happening. Um, you can go to radioactivemetal.org everything's out there and all the back catalog that we had available to us. There are things that have been lost because you know, things get lost, but I'm sure somewhere in the vastness of the internet, maybe it's for sale on the dark web. You can find <laughs> episode one of radioactive metal. Mm. Maybe, you know, but, um, yeah, so those are, those are ways to do it. Uh, pure rock radio.net. We are part of the, uh, I've heard of it. Oh, no, wait a second. Yeah. Um, we are there first every Thursday, right? And so it's funny that you're here, Rich, because typically I refer to you as St. Rich for putting up with our shit. <laughs> yes. I owe so much to this man. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Every time I'd be like, yeah, so St. Rich over at Pure Rock Radio puts up with our shit every week. <laughs> Some of my listeners on my, my radio shows have been calling me Metal Jesus when I grew my hair back. <laughs> Because of the beard and the long nose. That's even better. <laughs> like, no, uh, no. Yeah, St. Rich and Metal Jesus. I'm digging this. Yeah, Thursday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Daylight Time, Pure Rock Radio, Radioactive Metal. Yeah, I just tell them to listen because I can never figure out the time zones. I I try. I'm like, just go to Pure Rock Radio, look at the calendar. If you're in the UK, there you go. Oh, see? I know. He's got his shit locked down. I know, man. That's all right. And then you can also yeah, find yeah, us. For sure. And if you yeah. want to speak to your cool Uncle Snowy in some more traditional manners as, of course, you know, being being an old timer now. Holy shit. Am I really old now? You are. Yeah. One of the things that I remember back, back in the day was communicating with other metalheads all over the world, across the pond, shall we say, was an old-fashioned thing called a letter. 
where we wrote words Change. on a piece of paper, yeah, <laughs> and and sent it because we found each other, you know, in the in the pen banger section of Metal Forces, and then later on in Metal Maniacs, and through various fanzines and all that. It was of course, much harder to be a music fan back then. You had to actually work for it. You Wait, really you did. did. <laughs> like it was hard for man. sure, especially if you lived in the middle sure. of nowhere. Now it just comes to you in your feed, just straight to you. It's like they know your brain, and they're like, "Here's here's what you'd like, and here it is." You know, don't mm. go for it. It's right there in your feed. Don't know how. Right, to... right. No, I agree. And back back then, it was special. Yeah, you know that 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 connection that we had because you had to put the effort in. It felt you like know. your band. It felt like your band because you went out and you sought them out. You found them by yourself, and none of your friends listened to them. You know what I mean? And it became your band. I introduced so many of my friends that that way because I would go to the record shop, and because I was reading Metal Forces magazine, oh, I saw an interview with this band, or I read a review, and you know yep. this the, this guy that writes for them, I can trust his word. So I would buy it unheard. Or the uh, free compilations with Brave Words and Bloody Knuckles. Oh, I still, I I kept all those. Yeah, I do too. I I still have all of those. Every time I grabbed a a compilation promo, like off a merch desk or a merch booth at a show, I I kept them all. And, And every time I go through them, it's like, holy shit. This was when Band X was like virtually unknowns, and now they're like fucking huge. Yeah, so I still really appreciate all, all of that stuff. So if you want to um, connect with your cool uncle Snowy that way, or maybe okay, if you if your buddy's band, okay, if you can record their material on an old fashioned cassette, send it to me that way just like the old demo trape dating days i'm i'm sure you guys remember that you okay said, go for because from cassette to play it on the show um well because i, I was the, gonna say send us the mp3 have, as well yeah <laughs> right yeah, right <laughs> i have a cassette deck i could do that but yeah it's a lot of work no i just like the idea of oh, yeah. getting demo tapes Some on bands cassette. Are still some some bands are actually still putting out tapes just for they do. sake. They do. Tapes are really so. making a comeback. Did you guys see the new um or not the new, but like the last Orange Nine Millimeter record is being released on cassette? No. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, the third and final album. I just got an email about it the other day. I'm like, oh, I need to talk about this on the show. Well, you did. I know. <laughs> mission <laughs> mission accomplished. Make it part of your metal fix. Make yeah, it make awesome. it next week. For sure, for sure. So if you want to communicate with your cool Uncle Snowy that way, hit us up on Facebook, you know, on Instagram or whatever. We'll we'll trade addresses and we'll kick it old school to get us out of here. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to go out with one of my all-time favorite songs. There was a really cool band that i discovered shortly after i guess it was about 1984 85 after i've gone metal full-time when i discovered the band witch cross they had really cool album called fit for fight 
And I don't even know if this song was one of the singles, but Night Flight to Tokyo. Oh, my God. When I first heard this song, I fell in love with it immediately. And fast forward more than 30 years later, this is still easily one of my top 10 favorite songs of all time. So we're going to go out on Witch Cross's Night Flight to Tokyo in the meantime and in between time. Once again, Rich, thank you so much. Sorry. Thanks for having me. (laughs) No problem. Got to celebrate Snowy's 50th. I hate that. I'm Snowy White. This is Aaron. I guess this is Rich. There we go. (laughs) There we go. He caught on right away. Signing off. Well, first, right? He's he's the co-host. You guys are both hosts, so I can't jump in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) Signing off.